Hello, everybody. Welcome. Wrestling with the Future is live and on the air. We are broadcasting on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and around the world. I am the Mad Dog at it once again, joined by this week with a new moniker. Check this one out, folks. Amelia, living la vida loca, Chapman. Hi, Amelia. <laughs> hey, very cool. People. Oh, man, we got a great show tonight. Great, great show. We, <laughs> I was getting a little worried, to be honest with you. Oh, my dear friend, it's been a long time since I've seen Nicola Roberts. I know. Whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, sweetheart. I love you. <laughs> I'm back. Listen, I, I, figured, um, I figured you hooked up with some girl and just left us for a while. No, went undercover. You know what happened? I got, I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot straight with you. I got too big for my britches. I was getting like like crazy, ridiculous guests, and I forgot where I came from for a couple of minutes. Oh wow, okay. But yeah, but I I had I got humbled. You know, life has a way of humbling you, and uh, and so does this business. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, so let me uh, formally introduce you. She is a woman. Referred to as America's Perfect Ten. Certainly in the eyes of Tully Blanchard, she was. So was the payday, as a matter of fact, a perfect ten. Nicola Roberts, baby doll, is back for her fifth appearance on our show. Wow. And Yes. <laughs> and she keeps coming back because she loves us more than anybody else. And I don't Absolutely. care what Hannibal says. <laughs> now... Nicola, I don't okay. Welcome back, I'm, sweetheart. Nicola, I have, be back. Uh, Thank you. I want to <laughs> introduce you to my very first female co-host in the history of the show. This is Amelia Chapman. We call her Living La Vida Loca. <laughs> and um, she is a girl right after your own heart. She is from <laughs> Lubbock, Texas. Odessa, Texas. Uh, Odessa, Texas. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like a hundred miles south of us, so we're good. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's more like uh, down where Wahoo was. Wahoo's from uh, Midland, so she's yes. closer yes. to where Wahoo is from. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. It's funny you mentioned Wahoo. Karen was here uh, two weeks ago with John Cosper, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm the guy that hooked them up for the book. That's awesome. I'm I'm so happy for her because I know for as long as I've known her, and especially since Wahoo passed away. She's yeah. wanted to do a book and like her memories and how she saw it. And cause I mean, she saw more than any of us. So definitely yeah. super, super. I love Karen to death. I've known her since shoot 1985. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, Karen is one of my favorite people. I have, I have a couple of people and I'm not shy about telling people who I like and who I don't like. Um, <laughs> uh, number one on the list is Nicola Roberts. <laughs> okay, I, I'm, I'm shooting straight with you. Nicola Roberts, Barbara Goodish, Karen McDaniel. Wow, and Carol, and Patrick, Carol right Snooker, there, brother. Carol <laughs> Snook at number four, and uh, and 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 the uh, the the widow of the late Butch Reed. Uh, wonderful, wonderful lady. Uh, good people. <laughs> we were actually going to have Butch. He passed away a week before his, his appearance on our show. Oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah, but he was a up. good guy. Good guy. Yeah, he sure was. Um, I did have the opportunity, though, Nicola, to talk to him on the phone a little bit um, that 
that night and we arranged, you know, to have him come on and everything. But then he passed away. Um, well, listen, let's before we talk about wrestling and all that crazy world, how you doing? Let's talk about the person. How's Nicola Roberts? I'm doing really well so far. Um, I'm like one of the few people I know that um, I haven't had COVID, haven't been vaccinated. God so I'm you. just, uh, I've, I've got super immunity, which knock on wood, <laughs> yeah. I uh, don't want to jinx yeah. myself, but right. <laughs> um, so far I've done, you know, like several fan fests and big shows and everything and Wonderful. traveled everywhere. So, so far mm-hmm. I'm good. I've, I've been doing right. um, quite a few shows, which is amazing. I, I just, I love it. And I love Does seeing the fans. I love you? getting out. Does that surprise you that you're, that you're still in demand Absolutely. It because it, it, it's been so long ago, and there's yeah. so many females out there now, mm-hmm. and um, everyone says like wrestling is dead and wrestling's dying and the whole thing. But then when you go to fan fest, yeah, and you see all the new fans, yeah, and you see mm-hmm. at, literally 300 people paying a hundred dollars to get an autograph and a picture with Lita is that amazing crazy? to me, and is I love nuts? it. I love it. It's Absolutely. nuts. It's funny, you know, I had this conversation mm-hmm. with Eddie Mansfield. The wrestling business may very well be dying, but the wrestling fan business is at its at the peak of its game right now. The it's done a complete fest- 180. Yeah, a complete oh. uh, 30 years ago we would have never thought of doing fan fests or doing like virtual interviews like this. Yeah. We're doing mm-hmm. virtual signings where like with Captain Nick and uh, D'Amato, uh, Team Art Productions, and some of the people I've worked with. Oh, sure. Uh, doing like the virtual signings where you sign the autograph and they mail it to them. That just, the marketing just amazes me. And yeah. I love it. Like how many people yeah. are making money off from all of us. Yeah. Uh, how knowledgeable the fans are. Yeah. And that how diverse the audience is. We were sitting in Baltimore and yeah. I'm sitting with my daughter. And we're like looking at the crowd in front of us. And I was just like, I could only pick maybe 10 people out of this whole audience that I would choose that. I would say that's a wrestling fan. The yeah. rest of them, I would have never guessed would be standing in line to get art rest. It's crazy. Wrestling. It really is bizarre. It, it's love it. Absolutely. It, it, yeah. Love it. I'll tell you what, there was a time that, uh, that getting close to a wrestler would have been taboo. You wouldn't have been allowed. Oh, no. Yeah. Now no. it's encouraged. They, you know, they put mm-hmm. your arms around you, you know, mm-hmm. you know, pose together the whole bit, you know, right. it's got to be almost surreal in some, some bizarre way that you're not only are you still in demand, but the younger generation is watching you mm-hmm. on the old right. videos, on the old tapes. They, and thank God for everyone, YouTube. everyone kind of disses like uh, Vince and Stephanie and Hunter, but I have to wholeheartedly thank them for like putting the whole libraries out there, especially like with Crockett and Mid South and the mm-hmm. whole thing. Because if they just tucked it away or no one bought it and it just disappeared or whatever, yeah. no one mm-hmm. would have seen it. And now, you know, 30, 40, 50 years later, people are getting to see. Mm-hmm. A lot of really, really good wrestling, and it's different from what it is today. Yeah. And I even, for the first time, I guess it was about a year or two ago, I saw mm-hmm. my mom wrestle for the first time. They had uh, some videos from Chicago, 
And I'd wow. never seen my mom wrestle. And I actually oh, got to, there's four matches on YouTube that I got to see. Can her I tell you something? I watched your mom and dad wrestle today. Oh, wow. <laughs> I found film of your father. Right. I found film cool? of your father. I don't know. It looked like it might have been. Oh, my God. I want to say Kansas City. Because there was a sign in the background that said uh, Kansas City milling or or some something like that. Right. In the background. So I'm I'm just assuming it was Kansas City. There's a good chance because he wrestled all over from like um, I yeah. think he started like 1952, 53, something like that. Yeah. Until like the mid 70s, he wrestled. So, yeah, yeah it could have been him. Yeah. And for sure, watching your mom. You know, a, a, a beautiful young woman in a day when beautiful young women didn't wrestle, they were home making cookies. <laughs> you know? Right. But not well, Lorraine Johnson. She, Lorraine Johnson was out kicking exactly. ass. Well, mm -hmm. like in the 50s, when you think of the 50s, women were, this was the first time that they were really getting out into the job market. They were having mm -hmm. jobs. It was the first right. time that women actually had money of their own. And my mom had her own car. She traveled throughout the world, She, especially yeah. across the United States. Mm -hmm. um, she really was a trailblazer when you think about like the things that she did back in the 50s yeah. when it was looked down upon that women would travel and have money and yeah. you know, nice luggage and really nice mm -hmm. clothes and be able to For take sure. care of themselves. It was absolutely unheard of. Absolutely! Oh my God! And she wrestled in a and she wrestled in a bathing suit. That was Ex yes, <laughs> and a very nice bathing suit, by the way. Mm -hmm. Oh, she used to win. Vince McMahon, a, a few minutes ago, Vince McMahon mm -hmm. and his his, uh, his videotape library. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful as well to Vince because yeah. were it not for that library, you and I are not having this conversation today. Oh, probably not. No. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's a not. very good chance that you and I will not only. Probably would we not have met, but we, we certainly for sure would not be having this conversation. Right. Um, and there wouldn't be the fan fest and the oh autograph my, signings yeah. and nothing. It just we, mm -hmm. we would have been another page in the book is all it would have been. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, as much as people love to see my face and hear my voice, because <laughs> I am the Golden Pipes, um, <laughs> they also want to hear from Amelia living La Vida Loca Chapman. <laughs> so you are up, kid. You've got Hi. baby doll. Oh yeah. Are you sure I can interrupt you? Smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You see, you see what I have to do. You with have to just, you just have to start talking. That's all. He'll stop. Right? <laughs> he knows me. This yeah. This woman knows me. Just mm -hmm. talk. I'll shut up. <laughs> now, you Amelia, sure? you've got uh, water burgers there. I am so jealous of you. So I so know. jealous. You have well, uh, Taco they, Villas and I love Taco Villas. Remember those? I miss those so much. Well, actually, I'm in Florida now. I live in Florida, okay. actually. Now. But, well, um, see, but her, you still have Whataburgers, though. There's a couple of Whataburgers in Florida. Oh, I miss okay. those so much. I was like, oh. <laughs> but, you know, um, first of all, I wanted to say happy belated birthday. I did wish you a happy birthday on Thank my you. wall. And Thank on June Forever. And you look great for your age, 21, by the way. <laughs> oh, no, I just really and truly, I had an uh -huh. awesome birthday. It was my yes. 60th birthday. My mm -hmm. uh, youngest daughter, Michaela, mm -hmm. took uh, Ryder and I to a zoo. It's awesome. a zoo tastic, which is right outside of Charlotte. 
I got mm-hmm. the sloth experience. I got to hold a, oh. a sloth named Willow. Oh. And then I also got to hold a spider monkey. Oh, oh I, can't, I can't remember the spider monkey's name. But um, yeah, we got to hold them. And then we got to see all the animals. And they had so many. It was like cougars and tigers and uh, otters. And the coolest was a little sloth bear. The sloth bear was hilarious. Uh-huh. Uh, it, was, it was feeding time. They were feeding some of the, um, I want to say they're Sergeys. They're like a small, um, it almost mm-hmm. looks like a small cougar. Mm-hmm. They had uh, tabby tigers, which is a, a tiger with orange and white stripes instead of the black cute. and white stripes. And they had uh, um, the a liger, which is a mm-hmm. cross between a, a lion and a tiger. And they had the um, black leopards. Oh my gosh, it was so cool! It was. Oh, it was I got. I got to get in on this one. A liger. Yeah. What the hell is a liger? It's a cross between a lion, lion and a tiger. And tiger. Really? Like it's a yes. real a thing? A yeah. real thing? It's a real thing. Yes. It's a real uh-huh. thing. No shit. Yeah. And they're huge. But, they are so beautiful mm-hmm. and they're huge wow. and yeah, they're mm-hmm. just it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It was a really really good birthday. Real good mm-hmm. birthday. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you. I, and I they're so, <laughs> and the baby tigers are so cute. They look like little kittens. You want to just they cuddle oh, yeah. up to you. I've held them. Mm-hmm. They had so they had adorable. two baby tigers and a mm-hmm. uh, baby hyena together. Yeah, they, they, had, they had some so small ones. Cute. Oh yes. yeah, I, I've held one before, and they just cuddle up right to you, just like a little oh. a baby. And they just yeah. like they hear your heartbeat, just like a little mama would, you know. And oh, I thought that's that. so it's just cool. the cutest. Thing. I know it's like oh, like you just want to cuddle, but yeah, it's that. Uh, I just you wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Happy stuff. You're making me crazy over here. Hey, us <laughs> girls are talking. Would you be quiet? <laughs> oh, See? You? So, have you missed me, kid? Yes, we missed you. There oh. you go. I was wondering where you were. I was wondering what happened to you because all of a sudden there was no. Angelo, and then all of a sudden there was no more Angelo, and I was wondering yeah. what happened to you. Oh, I man. kept it's telling them to bring you on the was, show. The show was mm-hmm. blowing up like crazy. That's yeah. what happened. Um, well, that's like, good, though. Straight, yeah, yeah, straight shoot, mm-hmm. honestly. I kept asking um, him to bring you on the show because I kept wanting to tell him, I want to meet I want to meet you. I want to meet you. Didn't I not tell you that? Yes. Yes. A, I said, I, I want to meet her do. so badly. Nicola Roberts. Yeah, that's it. See, he okay. asked me, who do you want you on the it. show? And I said, Nicola Roberts. Nicola Roberts. So, Amelia, did you go to wrestling there in Odessa? Yes, I did. Uh, every two weeks. Uh, and just like you, I had the biggest crush on Gino. Oh, yes. Who wouldn't, right? Oh, right, <laughs> right. Yep. Here and I go. know that you were studying to be an EMT. And yes. I heard that you were, that it was an addition to be his valet. I said, uh-huh, I would go for it, too. <laughs> I said, I would have done the same thing. Uh-huh. Say, forget school. Yeah. I'm going to be a valet. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It was mm-hmm. It was one of those situations where you sit your parents down and go i'm quitting school and i'm moving to dallas and Mm -hmm. i'm going to yeah it was it was Mm -hmm. a difficult discussion but you know Mm -hmm. it's just one of those if i wanted to do it Mm -hmm. i just had to i had to just nicola how much convincing how much convincing did you have to um to do with the with lorraine and nick to, to really like um you know win them over even though you probably knew in their heart they're going to say yeah, but did they did they make you work it? Well, in in 1985, when all this uh, for, well, actually it was 84. Whenever mm-hmm. I went to Dallas, 
Um, mm-hmm. I was 22 years old. I uh, was grown. Uh, you know, you're grown up by the time mm-hmm. you're 22. You should be able to make your decisions. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was one of those, dis- you know, one of those discussions where you kind of go, this is what I'm going to do. This is my plan. If it doesn't work out, I can always mm-hmm. come back. If it oh, does yeah. work out, then, you know, what's, you know, I can always come back. That was a whole right. deal of like, no matter what happens, I can always go back to school. I can always come back to Lubbock. I'm not going to do anything that's going to mm-hmm. cut any ties or I'm not going to mm-hmm. embarrass anybody. I just, yeah. it's something that I wanted to do. And Mm-hmm. Even like as a small kid, you know, like watching wrestling and everything on TV, mm-hmm. my parents were like, why are you watching wrestling? Because I always <laughs> loved it. I loved it so mm-hmm. much. I was so blessed to be in a family with wrestlers yes. that um, it was just like the next step, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then how no one really knew you? what was. Now I was going to ask you, how old were you when you realized what mom and dad did for a living? Oh, I was really young. I because uh, okay. my mm-hmm. my parents um, we had wrestling every Wednesday uh, mm-hmm. on uh, at the Fair Park Coliseum. So my okay. dad promoted, you know, like from my playpen was in the back room. So I grew up in wrestling. <laughs> I knew what my parents did. Wow. My mom had like one of her old suitcases that had a couple of pictures, and mm-hmm. it had a couple of her wrestling outfits and some really nice of the fifties high platform yeah. shoes and. Uh-huh. You know, just like really fancy. And I get to go through a suitcase every once in a while. And then right. my dad still wrestled some on the weekends. He'd still go to like Clovis and El Paso and uh-huh. um, different places whenever I was really young. Because he was yeah. like still in like his early 30s. Um, uh-huh. So from the time I was an infant, I knew what my parents did. You know, one of the things that you and I never talked about, and I want to I want to talk about it now. Um You've been at this a long time. You've been in this business a very long time. Was there ever a time during your journey that you decided maybe or thought about maybe walking away? Did you ever give that serious consideration? Well, I did whenever um, Sam and I broke up and I had um, Micah was like two and Michaela Mm -hmm. was on the way. And um, Mm -hmm. it was at that point that it was, I could either be a really good mom mm-hmm. or I could be a shitty mom and still be a wrestler. Yeah. And I, I always wanted to be a really good mom. I always wanted yeah. to be the sunny delight mom. I wanted to be sure if mm-hmm. there was anything I wanted to do in my life, I wanted to be a good mom. Well, and so you I think whenever my kids were born, I decided that I was going to walk away, you know, at yeah. that point. And then it was, um, it was really funny. I was working for AT&T in a call center. I was doing uh, customer service and technical um, stuff with uh, cell phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so like this was when cell phones first started out. So this was like late, mm-hmm. like 1990s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And I was working for a call center. I was working overnight so that if you bought a new phone and you needed to program it or getting more minutes or the whole, remember mm-hmm. when you could only get like 15 text messages and 30 yes. minutes. Oh, yeah. that, that's whenever uh-huh. I was working with it. Yeah. Oh, I worked yeah. the one in Midland, Texas. Yep. I oh, know wow. Exactly. I worked, yes. I worked at Convergence up in Lubbock. So yeah. Uh, Rob, Rob Feinstein just happened. Yes. I forget mm-hmm. what it was, but I was working mm-hmm. on his phone and mm-hmm. I think he recognized my name or something, mm-hmm. but we started talking and then yeah. he contacted uh-huh. me to do one of his videos yeah, uh-huh. and it started from there that I, I did the video for him that I did a show in Tampa, uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. And then I did the Maryland Fan Fest for Greg Price, the NWA Legends, and it all started again. And it's it's uh-huh. funny because this yeah. part of my career has been longer than the very first part of my career. Because whenever I, was, I worked with Crockett and them, it was only like two, maybe three years. And yeah. now I've been making appearances since um, 2004, like really regular. So almost 20 years I've been. Well, like, yeah, and I wanted to, we were going to talk about that too, because it, that is absolutely true. And I'm glad you brought it up. Your career in earnest mm-hmm. is longer now than when you were actively involved in yeah. your know, matches and angles mm-hmm. for sure. Um, right. Because um, Dallas, I worked from Labor Day, which would have been mm-hmm. September. So September, mm-hmm. October, no, four months for uh, WCW. Right. And that mm-hmm. was really cool because I did like reunion arena. I had mm-hmm. the cotton bowl. Right. Um, Dallas, it was great. Dallas was awesome. Cause we did some really, really big shows. And then yeah. whenever I started with uh, Crockett, that was January of 85. And I mm-hmm. worked with them until September of 86. So that's yeah. like two years. That's, that's all that I really had. And then I had what, uh, two months with Zabisco. Yeah. And then that was it. So yeah, I got, I got a lot done in a very short amount of time. You sure yes, did. And, and all those people mm-hmm. that you mentioned are, to mm-hmm. this day, still very dear friends of mine. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you what. Uh, good people, too. I love Larry. Larry's is... <laughs> I go oh, to Larry's, Larry Larry's Land about a once a week. <laughs> I go to Larry Land about once a week. <laughs> Do you... Um, I uh, the uh, force factor, the uh, commercial that's got Larry Elder and Joe Piscopo on there talking yes. about like the vitamins that make them. Joe Piscopo in that commercial reminds me so much of Larry Zabisco when he goes up and downstairs with a, what wistful abandoned or something. That is Larry Zabisco, right? There. <laughs> absolutely. I can't deny it, and I won't argue the point. You're absolutely right. I want to take a couple of minutes here. And uh, I'm bringing down memory lane a little bit. Let's take a look okay. at some stuff. Okay. We're going to oh, take a look glasses? at this. You <laughs> might want, yeah, maybe you want to put your glasses on for this okay. one. Okay. <laughs> I can't see otherwise. Oh, Dust Dallas, Road. the Omni. Oh, I man. actually Dust met Hank, the night that that picture was taken yeah. with Dusty. I met Hank Aaron. Oh, I love that haircut. Oh, look at that. Okay. Yeah. Tolly Blanchard. Right. Talk My to daughter me about had those Tully. pants they, for the longest time. They tell me that Tully uh, isn't far removed from the character he plays. Oh, no. Now, I, Tully, what you see on TV, that was that's Tully, yes. Yeah, that's pretty much what they said. The, the picture on my knees there, the, yeah. uh, the fan fest that I was at this past weekend, I got berated by a lady who came up and said, why are you on your knees? Why are you subservient to him? Why are you why are oh, you posed damn. like that? And I thought to myself, that's I did that for a reason because I wanted, you know, to show that I was subservient and I'm down and you know I'm his, you know, personal ten and the whole thing. Yeah. So 35 years later, I was still getting heat for the picture. <laughs> I that's how you know that what you did worked. Right, right. That's I, how you know that you're working it. There's totally again. Oh, the infamous bow ties. Everybody loves a bow yeah. tie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That pink bow tie. There you go. More Tully. Oh, that's yeah, in Philadelphia there. A, an interesting on-camera relationship. Ah, here we go. 
Now, I, you know, I have to tell you in full disclosure, Amelia is president of the Gino Hernandez fan club. <laughs> oh, uh, I love that. And she, and she has a legit Gino tribute page on Facebook. So yeah, now, well, she's I a think I'm a member of one of them. Yes. A member yes. of either one yes. or both of them. Gino forever. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gino yeah. Forever. I learned so much. The dark side of the ring. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh, I learned so much from th that low pro that low two hour one hour production that they did. Yeah, I had no it's, idea he was married. I had no idea he was he had children. Oh my uh -huh. gosh, I learned so much, so yeah. much. Well, I'll tell you There's something. There's two else. episodes of a. Did you see the second one? I I have not seen. No, I have There's not seen the two parts. One. Yeah, okay. yeah. Two parts. Um. Yeah, I just saw the first part. I yeah, love that, that look. A, oh. That was interesting. Um. Because we talked about Gino on the show a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And I actually, for the first time in public, named the person who killed him. And I got a little bit of a slack for that, for, um, you know, I guess doing what the right thing. But you know what? I don't care. Um, right. It's out there. It's a matter of public record. So if people want to look it up, go for it. Um. But Gino was an interesting kind of guy. He that smile me <laughs> that Gino was incredibly divisive. You either loved him or you hated him. There was no middle ground with Gino. Uh, and a lot like Ric Flair, he lived the gimmick. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And he, I think he, he lived like two or three different lives. Yeah. He had like, like the life of the wrestler. You had the life of like the playboy gambler, and then yeah. you had the family man. So yes. there was like three separate and totally distinct mm -hmm. lifestyles that he lived. Yeah, it was it was crazy. The more I learned about him, the more I was that's like, the playboy. I, right what's there. crazy was <laughs> I was there for four months, and he hid everything. So he was uh -huh. very good at what he did. Oh yes, and and they tell me that the boys often had heat with him. Hmm. Um. You often have heat with people that are better with you or better than you are because there's mm -hmm. jealousy. There there's also getting pushes. There is also the rumor that like uh, Paul Bosch was his dad and the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And he was getting pushed because of Paul Bosch and yeah. the mm -hmm. whole thing. And um, if Gina really wanted to be a superstar in the business, he could mm -hmm. have easily left Texas and been a star anywhere in the United States at that time. But because of Texas and I don't know why he wouldn't want to go, but maybe he had other things going on that he just never yeah. left Texas. He was never. Well, I will tell you state. what I know. Factually, the story was told actually on this show mm -hmm. by Davey O'Hannon, a WWE journeyman. Right. Gino did, in fact, go to New York. He did wrestle for the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Right. Back in the day. Mm hmm. He went, he went into the dressing room with the belt on the North American title around his waist mm -hmm. with his suit. Okay. Big mistake <laughs> because the first person that he met, big mistake because the first person he met was a guy named Sam Martino. Right. Okay. Right. Who also had some other kind of strap around his waist. Right. right. So mm -hmm. Gino didn't make friends in New York quickly at all. In fact, mm -hmm. um, 
Johnny Rods, the unpredictable Johnny Rods, it is said and confirmed on the show, uh, refused to put him over. So Gino had uh, one match, lasted about eight minutes, and he went back to Detroit for the Sheik, and the Sheik sent him back to Texas. Right. That's absolutely true. We know that factually. You're up here on the screen, Nicola, with a couple of guys who, uh, who I know well. They spent two days at my house. <laughs> oh, uh, goodness. Yeah. Eating and drinking and smoking cigarettes like chimneys. Um, <laughs> Ricky and Robert. Hooch, I love Hooch and Ricky. They're great guys. Um, what do you uh, What do you want to say about the Rock and Roll Express that hasn't already been said? Oh my gosh, um, I work a lot with them. I I've been very blessed to work several um, several times a year in their corner, and it's and it's cool because every time I'm at the show with them, they ask for me to go out to the ring with them, whether I'm scheduled to or not. Yeah, mm-hmm. I work harder at, during a Rock and Roll Express match than I do in a two-hour workout at the gym because from the time you leave the dressing room to the time you go back is constantly working with the crowd and getting the crowd up and rock and roll and clapping and pounding the yeah. mat and mm-hmm. the whole it's it's definitely and the even after what 40 40 years in the business, Ricky and yeah. Robert are still hot. I mean they're mm-hmm. they just yeah. got NWA power going on. They were just doing AEW. Yeah. They are, all over the United States every weekend is is crazy. Yeah. Just and it's two nice of the best guys you'd them. ever know. It really is nice to see them finally getting some acclaim <laughs> for their work because they certainly did not get it financially. I know Ricky and Robert told me, mm-hmm. um, and then they've talked about this publicly as well. So I'm not telling tales out of school here. Right. Uh, the best year they ever had as a team was 175 grand. Mm-hmm. And back in the day when guys were making three, four hundred thousand dollars, that was well, kind of a slap in the face of these kids. Well, when you look at it, though, and I, I kind of have to go from a promoter's perspective on this. Yeah. You look at the match and who's involved in the match. So if you've got Ricky and Robert against Midnight Express, you're paying mm-hmm. five guys True. and not yeah. two guys exactly. like you would have like with Tully against Magnum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's uh, I didn't think about it that way, but you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I believe there's a, a gentleman named Dusty Rhodes up on, on the camera right now. Yeah, this was uh, the picture that's on there now is at New Orleans at the Superdome when he uh, revealed that he was a world heavyweight champion. Oh, there's Bobby. Yeah. Oh, God rest his soul. The oh, late Bobby. He's a good guy. Yep. Yeah, um, there's my friend Larry. Oh, yeah, oh, that was at the, Larry. Land. Larry yeah. will be joining us uh, probably in three weeks. All right, there's my dad. There's the pop with Larry there's... was at the uh-huh. Meadowlands. Yep, that's yep. my dad. Yep. yep, sure is. The bow rumble of the ring. We mom around here somewhere. There she. Hello there. Oh wow, she's beautiful. You don't look like your mother, do you? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> She used to win Marilyn Monroe lookalike contest, which is really oh cool. wow! Say, and it's easy to see why, right? Absolutely. So athletic, so pretty. Oh. I, okay, okay, okay. I got. I need some help from someone. Can someone please help me change that Wikipedia picture? I hate it. That's a wiki, uh-huh. That's a picture that's on my Wikipedia. I uh-huh. hate it, and I can't figure out how to change it. <laughs> I was so tired. Oh. 
Amelia, and this was after like a three-day fan fest, and I was so tired, and I'm getting ready to go home, and I'm not really uh -huh. dressed, and I, I don't know how to change a picture on my Wikipedia. So if I anyone's think there's out a way there to do it with that, hit me yeah, up on my Facebook message. I think we could take care of that for you. Okay. I think yeah. there's a way to change it. Yeah. I don't think that's a problem. We could do that. For All you. right. Yeah. So let's if see, someone there's... could do that, I would be so happy. Yeah. No, not. A... Well, you don't like that photo? No. It's not I baby doll. Cool. It's like it's like I'm sitting at the movies. Oh, that's your beautiful daughter. There's my girl. There's Samantha. Beautiful. Now, this is Samantha Star. Right. Samantha, I should say, has been a guest on the show before with baby doll. Right. And... I'm working on a show with her March the 13th for uh, Revolution Wrestling. Oh, promote um, She's wrestling, promoted. and Absolutely. I'm going to be working um, with Jimmy Valiant. Ricky Morton's on the card. Barbarian. It's going to be good. Oh, wow. Yeah, Boogie, March the 13th. Friend, Boogie. Will you do me a favor when you see Boogie? Tell him Angelo say hi. I, I will. I will. I mentioned, he mentioned me in his book. Oh, wow. I'm in, cool. Yeah, I'm in his book called the Mercy Daddy. The, <laughs> the, the Jimmy Valiant story. Yeah, I sure am. Yeah, Jimmy. I know Jimmy for uh, 35, 36 years now. There's Sam, a very yep. young Sam Houston, who, by oh, yes. the way, four times on the show. With Sam okay. Houston here. Yeah. Great guy. Um, how long were you guys together? How, how long were you and Sam together? Um, we first started dating in um, 80, what well, would have been 85, July right. of 85. And then we got married July of 86. Mm -hmm. And then um, we divorced in February of 94. So eight years, eight, nine years, something like that. So what mm -hmm. ha what was the, uh, the the driving force that uh, was it hard to work in the business with them? Two people in the same oh. business was that was that difficult? No, we because we understood that's one of the reasons I think why we hit it off so well. Oh, and that's a picture in Joplin, Missouri, with my oldest daughter Micah. We right. we would go to the pool all the time in Joplin. So yeah, that's in Joplin. Yeah. Um, that's like two thousand two. Um, Sam and I hit it off because. Like his dad was a wrestler. My dad was a wrestler. We right. grew up in the wrestling business. Um, Dusty actually made me ride with Sam during mm -hmm. the 30 days when he had uh, when he had won me for the um, the 30 days after the Great American Bash. Right. Yes. Um, Dusty had the two seater car and Magnum had the two seater porch. So there was no room for baby doll. So I needed to ride to those shows and he didn't want me, Dusty didn't want me going by myself. So mm -hmm. he had me ride with Sam. Well, we started talking and, you know, both, I think he was like two years younger, not quite two years younger than I was. Right. And mm -hmm. um, we smoked pot and drank and had a good there time you know. and we hit it off. And, you know, a year later we got married and then in um, 91, uh, had my first daughter and 92 had Michaela, but I think mm -hmm. that he had to grow up whenever we had kids. Cause yeah. he knew that I wasn't going to wrestle anymore and I wasn't going to be part of the business and the whole thing. It was mm -hmm. really going to be dependent on him. And yeah, it, uh, a lot was gonna, he had to grow up a lot. So he started cheating on me and I wasn't going to put up with it. So I left oh, him sure. and eventually divorced him. Uh, what was it which is really funny. Cause his his current wife now, which she's a sweetheart, she's very nice, mm -hmm. and I wish them all the happiness in the world. Right. But it's really strange when you when you say something like it's uh, 
relationships that that's 30 years in the making and my daughter is 29 years old. So you're just telling me right there that you cheated on me when, when, oh, no. when I was pregnant. Exactly. Oh, no. The truth yeah, they, they can't add or something. So. <laughs> now, well, and, it, and it's bad for my kids because my kids kind of, yeah. you know, realize that, well, wait, yeah. I'm 29 and she's saying yeah. that they've been together for 30 years. Oh, Mom, right. they cheated on us. If so. the math doesn't add up, then there's a yeah. problem in <laughs> Oh, it, it does add up, but it's the not their favor. <laughs> All right. The guy up on the screen right now that is revered by some, regarded as a genius by others. Um, certainly, he is a legend no matter what yes. you think of him. Oh, but absolutely. A, a, again, a man that is in mm -hmm. his lifetime was very divisive. You, you either loved the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, or you mm -hmm. had an issue with him. Talk he made me, me a legend. He made me a star. I have nothing but Absolutely. good things to say about and, Dusty. And, I, and that's exactly right. And I know about that. So talk to me about the impact of his presence uh, uh -huh. in your life and on your career. Um, if it if it wasn't for Dusty and Tully and the like minds and the genius of the two working together, because with me in Tully's corner, it gave Dusty so much fuel for his imagination and so many angles and so many ways to twist it around yeah. that mm -hmm. um, it was a blessing. And yeah. it was also um, such a good time to be in that spot because yeah. yes, I could be ridiculed. Yes. I could be made fun of. I could be the Jezebel. I could be the, sweetheart the whole mm -hmm. gamut of it of whatever dusty mm -hmm. wanted i could be and he let yeah. that come out and mm -hmm. it also with tully being there it also kept it grounded to where mm -hmm. it didn't fly out the handle and become ridiculous yeah i didn't have more heat well, than tully tully didn't have more heat than i did we all worked together and for shoot a year we worked a solid program and and yeah. i loved working dusty mm -hmm. it it uh, whether I was in his corner or across the ring from him with Tully, yeah. it was um, it was it was easy, and I learned so much. Just it was amazing, and I was so blessed. Nicola, were you so there blessed. when Dusty uh, cut that famous Hard Times promo? Were you in the yes. studio? Yeah, you were there. Yes. yes. Okay, and I, and this still that we're looking at is from the Hard Times promo. I've right, because that was when uh, that was when Art and them had gone after his leg, and they were trying to take him out of the take him out of business. If yeah, I remember, I've got a question about that. I am told from two different sources: one that it was scripted, that he knew he was going to say; the other one said Dusty rolled off the cuff, and it just came out. Dusty, for as long as I knew him, and especially like whenever I was in the business, nothing was scripted. We basically knew the town we were going to, what, uh, who was on the card and who to push. Yeah. And the rest of it was up to us. There was no, you know, the, like with WWE now that they script everything and you have to say everything word yeah. for word, just like with the matches and the whole thing. Back then, mm -hmm. it was nothing like that. They, we would have laughed at them. We would have told them, like, get the F out of here if someone yeah. tried to tell us mm -hmm. what to say. Because it was our time to be creative and time yeah. to 
be heels mm-hmm. and get people to come to the show. And exactly. it was up to we us. We need that now. Mm-hmm. That's what's missing. We need mm-hmm. that now. Yeah. Yeah. We need more yeah. spontaneity because now everything is so scripted and oh so, yeah. you know, step by step. And it's so choreographed mm-hmm. that they're not listening to the crowd and what the crowd wants. And no one, I don't want to say that they know how to work, that they don't know how to work. Yeah. But because mm-hmm. there are some really good, good wrestlers out there that listen yeah. and mm-hmm. listen because you've got to listen to the crowd. Otherwise, why are you there? Yeah. And I think with COVID, it really mm-hmm. hurt because a lot yeah. of people weren't working in front of crowds. They were just doing like TV matches without crowds mm-hmm. and it hurt. It really did. It was just, it was awful. Yeah. And hopefully now we'll get into some more, you know, the business changes all the time, whether you like it or oh, not, yeah. it's going to change. Yeah. And sure. right now, I mean, there's so many places for guys to go. So many places for guys and girls to make money and be mm-hmm. successful and the main thing is, is get out there, get in the ring and, and work and practice and learn your craft, learn the dance. Mm-hmm. There was some controversy some time ago about remarks that you allegedly made regarding uh, this young, I have to say young lady, um, Nyla Rose. Right. Um, what were <clears throat> the, what was, the, was there something that you said taken out of context or did they take offense to what you said regarding Nyla? I never said any. I've never said anything against Nyla. I have uh, the utmost sincere respect for Nyla. I just met her mm-hmm. um, two weeks ago in Baltimore. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, to get into the ring and take the criticism that Nyla has taken and to still get in there. Yeah. Man, so mm-hmm. much gumption, so much fortitude, so much love yeah. for the sport can be mm-hmm. such a good heel. I was watching yeah. um, some of the matches and they were so critical of every little detail. I'm going, I don't care how strong you are. If someone jumps off the top rope and you catch them mm-hmm. and a female wrestler, what, 130, 160, 180 pounds, yeah. you're catching mm-hmm. that. That takes a lot of strength, no matter who you are. And yes. sure. Nala does it. And, and she's, mm-hmm. The whole thing started out is I am against males competing against females in athletic competitions. Females should not be forced to compete against males in Mm -hmm. athletics, such as swimming, track, wrestling, the whole thing. Women Mm -hmm. like myself have fought for so long. I was an athlete in junior high, high school. I set my high school discus record. I love athletics and we, you know, we had the Title IX where it would give like females the same amount of money as the males, but it never quite worked out that way. Right. Yeah. So from the start of whenever I was an athlete, you know, we were always pushed off to the side. Like we weren't, we weren't sincere about it. We're just in it to see the guys. We're not mm-hmm. real athletes. The whole thing. So when you're forcing females to compete against males. It's, it's so degrading, and I don't know why coaches aren't standing up for the female athletes and saying yeah. that we cannot do this. It's, it's mm-hmm. not fair, and we shouldn't do that. It's, it's just – that's my whole thing. And yeah. Nyla is, is, a, is an amazing athlete, but wrestling is not a competitive sport. So it's Absolutely. not the same thing. No. It's just not the same thing. Right. And wrestling has always been – everybody says that – Not I don't want to say everybody, but 
a lot of people have said that wrestling is not uh, encompassing, that we don't um, accept everyone. That's a lie because it wrestling has always accepted the freaks yeah. and the geeks and the nerds and everyone that mm -hmm. never fit in. We accept mm -hmm. you because we like the characters. And we like what we can create. I got news for you, Nicola. If it wasn't for the geeks and the freaks and the oddballs, there wouldn't be professional wrestling. No, mm -hmm. I mean, they you know, look, look at how that, like with women wrestlers and midgets and the whole thing, like in the exactly. 50s and 60s, they yeah. were giving female jobs that, that couldn't, that, that weren't, you know, that couldn't work anywhere else, but they, they mm -hmm. could get in there and wrestle and make yeah. like really, really good money. Oh, mm -hmm. there's my son-in-law. There's Dustin Bosworth. Yep. The carb I killer. Look, I had, to look, mm -hmm. I had to have family out with you. Okay? Uh -huh. Right. <laughs> The and that was in Richmond. That's in uh, the uh, famous uh -huh. brick wall in the Richmond College. Oh, Esco, Esco Bar. <laughs> <laughs> My husband hates that picture. <laughs> oh, God. Say, uh, what's the story behind this photo? <laughs> we were, we were, as uh, Chris Escobar had a party up in Virginia, and it was yeah. just kind of one of those like funny haha -ha pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except Chad doesn't. Oh, how funny! So, yeah, Chad doesn't think it's so ha ha. Well, this was like ten years before I even met Chad, so that's ASW for uh, Gary Dameron. Oh. And last but not least, yeah, Southwest <laughs> Pro Wrestling. Yes. Yep. And so your career comes full circle, young lady. Oh. Oh, yes. You went to a little bit too fast, but I um, I was going to ask you about that envelope that uh, was in front of Dusty. What was in that envelope? Oh, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Everybody wants to know what was in the envelope. Right. That is so crazy because I really don't know where they were going to go with Angle. I have no idea. I had heard some rumors like what kind of what they were kind of thinking of, but not really sure. And mm -hmm. then... Um, I guess they'd gotten upset that I had gone to a couple of shows with um, at, with the WWE to go see Sam. Actually, it was WWF then. Mm -hmm. And I'd taken a couple of days off. And on my days off, I went up to go see Sam. And I want to say it was in Ohio or something, but I can't, I can't remember exactly the days. And they, the Crockett office got mad that I went up there. Well, then really? when we did the the deal where I handed Dusty the envelope to let him know that I knew and I was going to get him and I was supposed to give him the kiss and it was supposed to be like the kiss of death. Yeah. And I can't remember them describing like how they wanted the kiss or anything like that, but yeah. I guess it was supposed to be longer than what mm -hmm. I just kissed him. But whenever mm -hmm. I did the kiss, I had just got married to Sam. Yeah. Dusty was married to Michelle. He just had mm -hmm. Cody. I think yeah. Teal was either there or on the way. So he had babies coming. I thought mm -hmm. it was very disrespectful for me to, you know, like actually like kiss him, kiss him, like Magnum kiss yeah. me before mm -hmm. the Starkid thing. And sure. I thought more of the, I got you, mm. was yeah. much mm -hmm. more devastating than to mm -hmm. like really kiss him and the whole thing, because mm -hmm. that would have been sloppy. Oh, yeah. So I guess yeah. like the length of the kiss is what got me fired. But no, oh, really? um, the they envelope, I, I actually have the envelope. And yeah. I had asked Dusty a while back, like, what should I tell people? You know, like, I've got the envelope. You know, yeah. like, what do I tell them? People are asking. He said, never tell them. He said, once mm -hmm. you tell them, 
They'll never ask you again. He said, baby doll, don't you ever tell them what's in that envelope. <laughs> and so I never have. And I actually still have the envelope of what they gave me with the Crockett office to carry. That mm. is so funny. Everybody mm -hmm. wants to know what's in that fucking envelope. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Go ahead, Amelia. You're up, kid. Well, I just, you know, it's been a pleasure to meet you finally because I've been wanting to meet you forever. And then ever since I could remember. But see, back in the day, I could not get World Class Championship Wrestling Channel in Odessa for some reason. And so my, my dad's cousin would record the matches for us. Right. So we would watch them every Saturday. We'd go to the house, his house. And they were like, why are you rooting for Gino? He's a bad guy with Nicholas. I said, I don't care. I like them. He goes, well, that's a bad oh, yeah. guy. I, said, I don't care. I like Nicola and I want to see her. Well, thank you. Thank you so and much. I said, well, you're welcome. And she's like, well, she's beautiful and I want to be like her. And I was like, well, why? I said, because she's the best lady wrestler I've ever seen. <laughs> and, uh, and so I want to be like her one day, but I'm five two, so I'm short. But I, of course, I never was a wrestler, but uh, I just loved your moves and I hate, I did not like sunshine. I said, Oh, go ahead, beat her up. Yes. Go ahead. Do that. I mean, I was yelling at the TV <laughs> like everybody else, you know, you didn't like sunshine. Who didn't like sunshine? Come on. I know Me. you're the, you're like the first. Me. Me. I did wow. not for some reason because she was always like, Oh, boo -hoo, crying. You know, I'm like, come on, right. please. Somebody beat her up, please. And then, well, you then she, she was with the heels though for a lot. Like she yeah. was with the free birds for the longest time. So yeah, yeah she, yeah. she did. She did really well. Yeah, I saw but, she was so drunk one time. I saw her walk out of her shoes. The poor girl. Uh, she, she, oh my lord, she was. But it was done. so funny when you came along, and I was like, "Yes, you get her," <laughs> you know. But I love the way you dress, your makeup, and your hair. And I was like, "Finally, somebody's gonna come." And it, you were just there, and I was like, "You know what? She's gonna be good. I know she's gonna be doing great." And here you are. And I've been wanting well, to meet you, you like thank forever. You. That's a very nice compliment. Thank you. I have a question for you about Texas promotions. You know, Texas mm -hmm. uh, at one time had seven full-time promotions. It could have been yeah. its own territory. Mm -hmm. In fact, oh, yes. it was for a while. It was uh, for a long time. Yeah. So here's the question I've got. Mm -hmm. As far as, like, the players in Texas, you had the mm -hmm. Funks, uh, Fritz, mm -hmm. Joe yes. Blanchard, the Gory Guerrero, mm -hmm. and um, Paul Bosch. And Paul Bosch. Mm -hmm. uh, of course. Um, why did everybody, for whatever reason, and I, I don't, I'm, this is why I'm asking you, why did everybody end up gravitating toward Dallas? What was it about that Dallas territory that was magnetic? Hmm. Probably world class championship wrestling, probably a lot of big. People probably probably the the population, mm -hmm. you know, because you you you've got Dallas Fort Worth, then you've got like mm -hmm. uh, Tyler Denton. Mm -hmm. You're such so concentrated there that if you're in mm -hmm. Dallas, you don't have to make such long trips as right. like with Houston. You know, like mm -hmm. Houston only ran on like Fridays. You know, mm -hmm. so that was one. And then like with right. San Antonio, it was it was smaller. So I think yes. just mm -hmm. the the money. And then Fritz was the first one to actually put his wrestling show up on the satellite. Yes. So the uh -huh. world class was actually yeah. world class before anyone mm -hmm. else was. It was actually like a worldwide production before yeah. anyone else. So uh, mm -hmm. probably like the notoriety and getting mm -hmm. your, your name out there. Cause once you worked uh, Dallas and got on the satellite, then you could go mm -hmm. anywhere in the world and work. 
Mm-hmm. That would be my Amazing. guess. Right. That that's remarkable. I was thinking mm-hmm. about that, and I thought to myself, just today, in fact, I was watching a lot of Texas wrestling, you know, in mm-hmm. in preparation for this interview, and I thought to myself, then you had Dallas, Amarillo, right, um, um, El Paso, oh, San Antonio, um, Houston, San Antonio. You mm-hmm. had um, Houston, Paul Bosch. You had all of these, like you know. Meccas, like mini meccas, if you will, of right. wrestling. But everybody, for whatever reason, they all made their way at you know to Dallas, right? You know, yeah, I would say had... it would be because of the TV, the the TV. Because mm-hmm. once you got on the satellite, yeah. then that would open yourself up to go anywhere. Because see, people were still working territories back then. Because yeah. you had mm-hmm. like Portland, yeah. you had California, you had Minnesota, Kansas mm-hmm. City, and once you got on the satellite, then that took you up to a different level because then you mm-hmm. could go into like Kansas city or Minnesota and people mm-hmm. would already know who you were. Well, mm-hmm. if you work San Antonio, only yeah. the people in San Antonio knew who you were. Mm-hmm. Nicola, before you uh, ended up going to uh, Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, did, did you work a certain loop in the, the Southwest area in, in the Texas area? Was there a, a loop that you guys did weekly or monthly? Do you remember what it might have been? Well, like like Fort Worth was on Monday nights and mm-hmm. Dallas was on Fridays. Fridays and yes. kind of like everything else was kind of sprinkled around. I don't remember anyone else having like specific right. night. Like Is San Antonio like was San, Sunday night. Kind of yeah. spot shows. A lot of spot shows. A yes. lot of spot mm-hmm. shows. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then besides the television, of course, you know, uh, Fritz had the, the, the satellite. And by the way, if people don't know this, the mm-hmm. people responsible for getting Fritz that satellite mm-hmm. was a, reli- a religious channel called TBN. People mm-hmm. don't remember that. It's true. Check it out. But how important, Nicola, was... Oh, we lost Nicholas' volume. A volume again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Nicholas, we lost your volume a little bit. Oh, now we lost it completely. Oh, wow. Amelia? Uh-oh. Yes. I have a beautiful lady here with no voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, Uh-oh. Let's see. I'm trying to, we're trying to get her back. Hold on, folks. We're trying to get her back. Um, hang in there with us. Hang in there with us. Can she can still hear us? Okay, so listen, here's what we're gonna do because we're up at an hour and uh, five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicola, can you join us again in a couple of weeks? Can this is just a great conversation? Yes. Can you join us for like a part two? Beautiful, thank yes. you so much. Because it was such Anna, a pleasure to meet you. I know she's. Oh, I love this. <laughs> she's been here. This is her yes. fifth time. We're going to have her back mm-hmm. for the sixth time. Mm-hmm. She's going to beat her own record. <laughs> Absolutely. So listen, darling. You you don't have to say anything because mm-hmm. I can't hear you anyway. But just yeah. sit back and listen for a minute. Yes. Um, we adore you here. You are welcome back anytime. I'm gonna. I will hit you up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And we will arrange to get you back here for part two. Um, I want everybody to uh, acknowledge 
she is the perfect 10. The one yes. and only baby down that she's shaking mm-hmm. her head. No, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. uh, and we will have her back in a couple of weeks for you. Till we do, Nicola Roberts. Thank you, my dear. And uh, I will say good night to you mm-hmm. and take care. And if you're ever in Tampa, can you let me know if you're ever in Tampa so uh, so I can come see you? Thank you. Beautiful. Take care. I love you. Bye-bye. I love you. (laughs) Ah, wow. Mm -hmm. And right at the end of the interview, too, we lost her audio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'm glad it waited to the end of the show to screw up. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. What do you think? Did, did, Did Papa Bear deliver or what? I loved it. I loved you it. You had a chance to find out what was in the envelope. She ain't telling. Yes. <laughs> uh, she's not telling. Not for a while. Yeah. Now, a long so, time. Uh, were you disappointed with the answers about Gino? No, I think I wanted this to be about her for right now. Because I right? wanted to get to know her personally. And then I think we'll talk later. Maybe part two. I think I we should. Think when, when we bring her back. Yes, it'll I be more about we'll that. Talk more about, yeah. You know what? We could delve deeper if you want. Yeah. Uh, we could yeah. we could delve deeper into the Gino question yeah. and you know what happened or what didn't mm-hmm. happen, and because mm-hmm. she's been very open about talking about yeah. it uh, clearly. Yeah, because um, I wanted this to be about her. I didn't want it to be about oh her and then get to him. I wanted it to be about more her, so I could yeah. get to know her personally and tell tell her how I feel and. To tell her thank you for what she's brought to my life and oh absolutely her, sure. you know and absolutely. I you know I wanted that to be about that first not just well, say and hi really and important. you know I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad that we had her on she has been so mm-hmm. gracious oh she's a lovely person yeah she's amazing she's a hell of a storyteller too she really oh, is oh she, is. she um, is tomorrow night we have uh, we're going to be here again we have a special show Mm-hmm. Um, and you see in, on the screen here the greatest uh-huh. African American wrestlers of all time. Uh-huh. And oh, the, I remember him. The, Booker T. Yeah. This is a sneak peek. You remember who this guy is? Mm-hmm. The Rock, my sister's favorite. And just became some kind of movie actor. <laughs> my this, sister's favorite wrestler, right there. Yeah, this this guy, Dwayne, you know, somebody. I don't know. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, of course. Everybody's favorite, oh. Abdullah the Butcher. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're going to be here uh, tomorrow night with uh, the, and that was just a sneak peek of tomorrow. We're going to be mm-hmm. here with my friend Nikita Brezhnikov, okay. the author of When It Was Real, mm-hmm. an amazing book. If you don't have it, what are you waiting for? Go buy it. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon, it's on Crowbar Press. It's When It Was Real, co authored by Scott Teal, another friend of the show. And uh, and I'll tell you what, uh, Nikki is a, a, a walking encyclopedia mm-hmm. of wrestling knowledge. This guy's been around. Talk about super fan. You think I'm a super fan? <laughs> Wait till you meet Nikita Brezhnikov. <laughs> Wait till you meet Nikki. He's a great guy. And he will be with us tomorrow night to talk about the greatest African-American wrestlers of all time. And that was just a sneak peek. I don't want to give too much away, Amelia. Right. So, um... You enjoyed yourself tonight. I did. I loved it. It was Good. a great show. You got to talk a little Texas, a I little, did. a little the uh, uh, taco corner or whatever the hell the place. Oh, is the there. Taco Villa is so much better taco than Taco Villa. Bell. There you go. Taco oh my Villa. gosh! Yes. Stop mm-hmm. talking about tacos. You'll make me. 
right. Well, listen, we um we had a hell of a show tonight. And mm-hmm. I want to say, uh, you know, if you guys uh, like what you see, let us mm-hmm. know. Yes, if you want to see anybody on the show that we have not had, it's mm-hmm. easy enough. Just hit up that email address. Mm-hmm. Wrestling with the future at, at gmail.com. Where is it? There it is. Hot damn. Yes. There it is. <laughs> And also, if you have something to promote, you want to yes. come on the show and promote it, you're mm-hmm. always welcome. Just hit me up. Let me know what you want to talk about, and we'll send it a show around you. You have a, a mm-hmm. show coming up. You have an event, a fan fest, uh, mm-hmm. autograph signing you want to talk about. Come mm-hmm. on the show. We'll talk about it. We'll uh, we'll make you feel like a million dollars, and we'll only charge you a hundred. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We'll charge nobody. Um <laughs> So that's where we can be reached. Amelia, where can you be reached for the fans who want to reach you? Uh, my email is ahap, C-H-A-P, 70 at gmail.com. There you go. There you go. And I can be reached at maddog at gmail.com. I can also be reached at wrestlingwiththefuture at gmail.com. And uh, other than that, you can't reach me. No, you can find me on Facebook. <laughs> find me on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. We are on mm-hmm. uh, at Wrestling with the Future on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, God, where else? Are we? I mean, we're kind of everywhere where you can find us. We're there. Mm-hmm. Did I absolutely? Do you realize-, <laughs> <laughs> you realize what I just said? Everywhere you can find us, we're there. <laughs> <laughs> Only I. Could come up with a gem like that. And I like it. <laughs> yep. It's an original. Mm-hmm. On behalf of Amelia Living La Vida Loca Chapman, I'm Mad Dog Decipio. Take care, everybody. Good night. <laughs> Good night.